the remote. I'm James Chalmers and with me as always is Tina Chalmers. You said that so quietly. You're like, and with me as always is Tina Chalmers. Like, <laughs> that was so quiet. Oh, was it? Yes. I am. Um, do you know why? Because it took me a build up to do the intro and then mm. I was like, I, had, I was about to start and I got like something in my throat. So I was like, I have to like, get rid of this now. Yeah. Um, a little behind the scenes for the audience. <laughs> BTS. <laughs> a little bit of BTS. That is what it is. All right, we're back. A couple of weeks uh, have gone by. Mm-hmm. Um, things have been life's been hectic the last couple of weeks. Has been life is always hectic. It is, but I think like because we're still getting settled into the new house, which we talked about yeah. last time. Mm. Um, and obviously, it's uh, coming up to uh, that that time of year as well, Christmas. This would normally be our Christmas episode. Unfortunately, mm. it's not going to be super Christmassy or festive this time around. We do a little bit about Christmas. But... Can I hear some some jingle bells in the distance? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little sleigh bells. <laughs> Um, so it's going to be less Christmas and more Christmas on infinite earths today. Okay. <laughs> Good one. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I've used that joke with you multiple times. Have you? Yeah. I don't remember. because Maybe because I block it out of my memory because like, every uh, time it's one. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, the lack of third voice will present that uh, Nick Owen is not here mm. um, today. I've been talking to him a lot recently. Uh, we are trying to get him back on the show as soon as possible. He just doesn't love us anymore. No, he's had a he's had a, a whole oh yeah yeah a no, whole, whole yeah. <laughs> he's been as busy as we have. But um, he messaged me last week saying he wanted to try and get together before Christmas, and uh, took me a little while to get back because things have been hectic here. But I do believe. Um, I do believe. I do, dec- I do, I do declare. declare. Um, I believe we will be um, recording maybe even this weekend coming up, nice. uh, which would be good um, because we have to do our 2019 wrap up show, and we also do our decade wrap up wrap up show because mm. not only is it the end of the year, it's the end of the decade as well. So there's gonna be a lot of homework coming up for all of us. <laughs> but you know, fun homework. Mm. Uh, so today we're just gonna kind of, I suppose. To talk about a couple of movies we watched, some newer movies, um, well, one's, one's new and one's new-ish, hmm. um, and we're going to talk about some TV stuff as well, um, because a lot of the seasons are in their mid-year um, finales, because American yep. TV starts in September and ends at Christmas, and then mm-hmm. picks up again in January. Yeah. Um, but first, I think we might dive into some trailers, because we don't really, haven't really talked about trailers in a while, and yeah. since we last recorded, there were a ton of mm. trailers. So, we don't have to, like... Spend you know forty five minutes on each trailer, but we will um do like a little bit of a dissection. See if you remember them because it's been a, it's been a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, the first one that dropped pretty much straight after we recorded this episode was the Black Widow trailer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Finally, after ten years of Marvel Universe, after yeah. um, over ten years after debut, Black Widow has a movie. Yep. Um, it looks like it's set somewhere between Civil War and Infinity War, but I'm not one hundred percent sure mm. because the hairstyle also suggests that it's during the snap, maybe. Yeah, it could be. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, but it looks good. Yeah, it does look good. Um, there are a couple of things where I was like, 
up, oh, saw that coming. Yeah. Like, up, oh, yep, sisters. Up, oh, yeah. And not necessarily yeah. sisters, like, sisters, but like came like from the this, same yeah, organization. The same yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but no, it looks cool. Like all the actiony stuff looks pretty awesome. Well, I don't know. I spoke to a couple of different people about it, and my opinion was, like, it's just my opinion. It doesn't look like a Marvel movie the way other ones do. Mm. Like most Marvel films, even the Captain America ones, which are probably the more serious of the of the films. Um, have a very kind of light tone, yeah. um, a little bit playful. Like you can even tell, like in the music and stuff. And there are jokes in the trailer, but like the music is relentless. Mm. It's like got this like um, like very serious like espionage feel, yeah. to it, which yeah. is good because she's mm-hmm. a spy. Mm. Um, but it looks like you know maybe they're even venturing into um, more adult storytelling. Yeah. Um, and not so not so, I don't mean like oh it's all sexy, mm-hmm. but even like um. Uh, like a Bond film or a Bourne film or something like you know, kind of going in a little bit more of a straight direction, um, which is really interesting. Um, I think it looks good. I think David Harbour looks great yeah, uh, as yeah, Red yeah. Guardian. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, Florence Pugh looks good as the other Black Widow, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with her in this movie because obviously after Endgame, um, spoilers, Black Widow is, is gone. So maybe she'll pop up in the future movies as the next Black Widow because in the comics she took over as Black Widow for a while oh, okay, as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and who else is in the trailer that I was trying to think of? Rachel Vice. We don't know much about at this stage, but mm-hmm. I think she might be involved in um, the school as well somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we didn't see their face, but Taskmaster, who is one of the um, is a Marvel villain. He was the guy who had like the um, helmet on. It's kind of got like, mm. a bit of skull shape, but it's not super yep. defined. Um, he's a bit of a weird character. Like, he's a very unusual one, but. Um, does every time he could be on screen, so we go, that's a little joke for anyone who watches British television shows. That's funny, because I knew about Taskmaster of the comics first, but ever since we've been watching that show, which is great, by the way, mm. one of the best discoveries this year we had, is the <laughs> British uh, UK TV show um, Taskmaster. That's what I think of now instead. So yeah. I really want them to remove the helmet and be Greg Davies underneath. Yeah. Don't think it's going to happen, mm. but that's okay. Um, but yeah. It's, it's the first Marvel film of 2020. Um, I think it's out in April, I want to say. Oh, okay, yep. Uh, which is a bit of a late start for mm. Marvel because the last few years they've been kind of a February, March um, kind of being. But they've also done a lot in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. So I can understand they want to take a bit of a break. But mm. also, I think next year we get our first Marvel TV shows as well. Yep. Um, so it's all going on at the same time. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, so that was the first trailer we watched. The next one we saw... Um, was a teaser, but it was like two minutes long, mm. uh, and that was the new Bond trailer, No Time to Die. Ah, uh, yes, I very vaguely remember this. That's okay, we haven't spent too much time on it. Mm. Um, I, my overall feeling was I really enjoyed the tone of it. It looks like mm. a nice return to form after Spectre, because I didn't really like Spectre. I like Spectre. Yeah, I know, I, know mm. you, I, I know that I'm kind of one of the few who didn't. I think mainly that film was quite beloved by most Bond fans, mm. as far as I can tell. Mm. Most people I've spoken to about it did enjoy it. But for me, it just missed the mark a little bit. It just kind of was a bit boring. Mm. Um, and it, again, I think we talk about it on this show even, but it kind of erased all the great things about Skyfall. Yeah. Which was, you know, Skyfall was all about him getting old and not being good enough to be a spy anymore. And then Spectre was like, what was that? Brrr, just shooting yeah. machine guns and like climbing things again. I'm like, oh man. Um, but this looks really cool. Um, Rami Malek is the villain, which is great. It looks mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, and he's like a classic Bond villain. Like he's got like a mask and then like weird veins and yeah. stuff. He's kind of monstrous and unusual. So, um, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, no, I'll watch it. 
Let me yeah. for it. But I'll, I'll have to recap because I don't remember like yeah. a lot of the romantic stuff and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, because these ones have been a lot more connected, unlike mm. the um, previous incarnations. Yeah. Like they're all like tied into each other. Um, we might have to do like a Skyfall Spectre rewatch. We don't need to watch um, Quantum Solace again. We can watch Casino Royale again. That's great. I remember Casino Royale. And I'm pretty sure I remember Quantum of Solace as well. It's, um, yeah, it's fine. Look, it, I don't know what, like, it's not as terrible as everyone makes it out to be. People, like, hate that movie. But Is Quantum of Solace the one where he ends on the, he's, the end is, like, he's on the island and the girl dies? No, that's Casino Royale. Okay, then it's Casino yeah. Royale that I remember. That's the best one. Like, yeah. that's, uh, like, that and Skyfall are, like, neck and neck for me. Mm. Um, but yeah. Um, the next trailer came out, I think is a little bit divisive, um, and that was Mulan. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, you're the resident Mulan expert, I would say. <laughs> like, um, you've been, you've been her champion a lot longer than I have, although yeah. Mulan is my favourite Disney princess as well. Yeah. Um, but She's I, not my favourite, she's my second favourite Disney favorite princess. Favourite is Pocahontas. Yes. Um, I, look, I really liked it because, like, I, it gave me shivers. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It is... Definitely the furthest from the retelling of all of the Disney ones. Yeah. To so the point where they're changing characters' names. Mm. Um, like, you know, she's not Ping. She's something else. Yeah. Um, I couldn't catch it when I watched the trailer, so that's why I said something else. Yeah. Not being racist. Um, <laughs> but that might be in light of, like, you know, they don't want to use the name Ping because Ping might not be so PC or whatever. Well, it might not even be because I think like a part of the thing as well is they're trying to go for more historical, historical accuracy. accuracy. Yeah. That's right. Um, my issue is um, you take away Mushu, which is the best part of the movie, mm. and so you're like, cool, okay. So then this is a realistic world. Where, like, there is no magic because there is no dragon. Mm. But then they replace, like, Mushu with um, the falcon. Like, um, the Phoenix the, No, no, it's a falcon. falcon. Um, well, at least in the Disney movie, it's a falcon. Yeah. Um, who who's actually a witch and she can turn into mm. a human form. Well, which that... is never suggested in the Disney one. In the Disney one, it's just his familiar, yeah, I mean, which is a, just a falcon. That might be more um, um, tied into like the folklore side of it as well. It might be, but I'm kind of like, oh, so you have this witch who can turn into a falcon, but you don't have Mushu? Like, well, I mean, there... Unless they do have Mushu and they're just not showing it in the yeah, trailer. Yeah, that's, that's possible as well. I think there are a couple of things. I think the other thing is like, they may have... Disney might have paid attention to the backlash with, say, Aladdin. And even though I had no issues with Will Smith as the genie, I actually mm. really liked his interpretation. Mm. And I think he did, like, he was clever with it. Like, he didn't try to imitate, he brought his own thing. A lot of people, especially in those early trailers, weren't into it at all. And maybe they're just like, look, if we don't get Eddie Murphy back, maybe we don't use this yeah. character. And um, that's the thing. Maybe they're like, how do we, how do, we do a dragon without mm. it looking, like, cheesy and mm. weird, like... You know, how's he going to look and all this kind of stuff like that. So I get it. Like, mm. But at the same time, you kind of go, oh, so then this is not Disney's Mulan. Yeah. This is like the <laughs> like the, the movie that came out a few years ago, Mulan, which was not associated with Disney. It's about, it's a yeah. historical rendition of Mulan. Well, my other thought was as well, because you just said this before, uh, and you said the best part of the animated movie is Mushu. Mm. And, and the songs, and there's no singing, yeah. and that's the thing. Like the two greatest things about the sh- the, the the movie is Mushu and um, 
I'll make a man out of you. Well, yeah. That's, and this is gonna... those two things don't exist. So why am I seeing this movie? Well, this is going to play into what my comment is. And I'd like to press on saying that I don't agree with this. But I think this could be part of it as well. In 2019, I don't think a movie about a legendary female warrior, they're like, the best part of it's the dragon voiced by a man. Like, if it's called Mulan, the best part of it should be Mulan. No, oh, don't get me, no, don't get me wrong. The best part about the Disney version of Mulan mm. is the story of it, and it's no. fantastic, and the character, and she's brilliant, but, like, the funniest part of the movie yeah. is most definitely Mushu. Yeah. You know, he's he's great. He's a great character. Um, and then the second most enjoyable part of the movie, other than, like, for if you're just watching it for, like, entertainment purposes, you're watching it for the songs. I agree. You're watching it for the humour of it. Like, yes, the story's fantastic and that, like, that last action scene when she's mm. on top of the, yeah, the building and stuff like that. And he's, like, the soldier from the mountains. Like, that whole bit. Like, yeah. oh, my God, I love that bit. But, like, there's songs, man. I yeah. Mean, come on. I think, and again, like, we talked about this the other day um, after we watched the trailer, and we watched that video, um, that music clip. And, again, the way 2019 is and the way PC culture has progressed to what I would say is, in some areas, unreasonable. I don't think it's because of PC culture. I don't think it's that. I think it's because they just... They, they, they've, they've noticed that this... They're getting a lot of flack mm. for this shot-for-shot shot remaking that they're doing. So then for this one, they're going a bit more normal. But I, the problem is, is that I didn't care about the other movies. I care about this movie. So yeah. this is the one that I want the shot-for-shot shot remake of. I don't think in 2019, Disney's going to release a movie where a man sings a song to a woman called I'll Make a Man Out of You. Well, that's where they need to take the songs from Mulan 2 then because the songs from Mulan 2 are all about how... Mm. No, I can be. Who and again, I, be I don't agree with it. Like I think that. that, like, if you watch it and you listen to the words, it absolutely makes sense. But the it... thing is, but you can always change. Like, mm. I mean, they did that in Aladdin. They changed mm. people co- complain, verses and stuff like that. That's the thing. Like, like, if they really, if they like, I don't know. So I, I read a news. I, think art- you, I don't know. I read a news article this morning where the Hallmark Channel um, pulls an ad from the, uh, an ad- advertisement from their, um, their marketing because it features a same-sex couple. People complained less than 12 hours later that um, advertisement is now back in rotation. That's the world we live in now, where if people respond online, companies, even as big as Disney, will buckle. Wait, wait, wait. So, Hallmark pulled the ad because people were like, how dare there be a same-sex couple? No, I don't think Hallmark were like, you know what, this isn't really kind of sit in line with our values, so we're going to pull this ad because we don't want to have, we don't want to represent same-sex in the, like... That's horrible. I agree. I agree, but you're also like. But then, why would they if they if they're coming back going? Oh, it doesn't actually sit in with their values. You're clearly just covering that up because you've made the ad. You've yeah. watched. The, you know the ad before you advertise it. Yeah, it may have just been that someone else hadn't signed off on, or someone was like, "Wait, I didn't sign off on this," and then no. it happens. This is what I'm, this is what the media in America is like now. I mean, yeah. Aladdin like. This, the movie, the Aladdin movie, got in trouble because they couldn't find, quote unquote, couldn't find enough Egyptian actors, so they had. Um, but it, this, okay, yeah, I know what you, yeah, yeah. because you know I always, story. I always, I know this story, but and I always, because I'm a drama person, mm. I'm, a, I'm an actor and <coughs> stuff like that, and I argue that you don't have to be the race of the character in all... Like, we're not living well, in would, realism they would, they and would, naturalism. They were tanning white people. 
That's a um, bit, that's different, yeah. okay? It's different between tanning white people and going, oh, this movie is, like, set in Egypt, so we can only have Egyptian actors. No, and that's where, but that's you know where we're heading. Like, there was a thing about Scarlett Johansson, who wanted to play, who was in a film playing a transgender woman. Um, yeah, 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 I remember you and, telling um, me And there was online backlash. Because so the she's never been transgender, so how can she play a transgender Same thing happened to Well, her. guess what? Like, you know, <laughs> Christian Bale has never been Batman, but yeah. he played Batman, didn't he? It's the, you know, argument, it's the argument. Like, um, Jared Leto's never been transgender, but he played a transgender character, didn't he? He won an Oscar for yeah. it. And that's where we're, we're heading. And I think that's one of the reasons why... I'm not saying it is the reason why, but if I had to guess why Mulan doesn't have songs, I think it's because there's a song in it where a man sings to a woman, I'm going to make a man out of you. And Disney's like, you know what? Just don't want the headaches. Just don't want to have to deal with this. Because then we have to... Release the film without the song, or recut it, or like issue an apology. It's such a good song. It is. It's great. And again, if you read the lyrics and listen to the lyrics, it's not about men being better. Mm. Let's get down to It's being. about making soldiers. And like mm-hmm. also, in 15th century feudal mm-hmm. China, or whatever it was, it wasn't, you know, there was no PC culture. Do you know yeah, what I mean? No, no, no. <coughs> well, of course not, because the whole point of it is that if she gets exposed, she gets murdered. Yeah. She, and the, that whole line. Of like when he realizes, not Shang, um, when the other guy realizes she's a woman, and he's like, "I knew there was something wrong with you, a woman, treacherous snake." You're like, yeah. "Ah, yes, that's right. Women are treacherous snakes." I um, yeah. So I think that's that. My word. That, but that being said, because I haven't actually talked about the trailer, yeah. I love the trailer. I oh think, yeah, I love the I trailer. And like I said, it gave me, it gave me shivers, <coughs> and I'm really interested in watching it. And I. M like you, I really like the songs. I also like Eddie Murphy in the film, but I don't need them. Mm. My association with my like kind of love for the film. I don't need them, no. but I would enjoy it more yeah. if they were there. But I think I told this a while ago. Like when they first announced the first live action one, I'm like, they should do Mulan, do like a Lord of the Rings style, or like a Braveheart, or like an epic battle mm. style Mulan. Doesn't have to be for kids. I mean, it's Disney. They should so... do that with Brave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I was like, it doesn't have to be for kids. It will be obviously because it's Disney. But like, you don't have to like. And let's just see, like, this amazing, like, war movie. Because that's mm. what it is. It's a war yeah. movie. Yeah, it is. Um, so I'm all on board. Because um, I think the first teaser that came out, I was like, eh, like, it looks alright. But this trailer I was really on board with. Mm. Um, even if they are cutting out the songs. Um, the next trailer that came out uh, was Wonder Woman 1984. Yes. Which is going full ball into the 80s of it all. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> they play. I'm pretty sure it's Blue Monday. They play in the in the soundtrack the whole time. Mm. But, um, I think it's Blue Monday. Um, you've got Pedro Pascal with his big hair and his big suit. Um, you know Oberon from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is he? Wait, who was he in the trailer? He's the like senator guy. He's got the big of the the wig on. His... Oh yeah, like I can't. Yeah. I can't like big f- recognize him. Mm. Um, in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um. It looks like there's a lot going on. Like, we see a lot of... Yeah, there is a lot going on. Like, we see, like, spy stuff, and we Mm. see, like, Washington, D.C., and there's, like, a shopping mall, and there's Themyscira again, Mm -hmm. which is great. I'm glad Mm -hmm. we went back to Themyscira. Mm -hmm. We see Wonder Woman swing on lightning. Yeah, storm cloud battle. Yep. Mm. Um, Not a lot of Kristen Wiig, um, who's meant to be playing the main villain, I believe, or one of the villains, at least. Mm. Um, but I dug her. I liked um, what she did have, and she's apparently um, in agreement with the rest of the world, and that is that everyone has a crush on Gal Gadot. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steve Trevor is back, um, who, spoilers, yeah. died in the first movie. Yeah, so that's interesting to see. 
what that is. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, a lot of people, I think, have thought that maybe time travel's involved. There's a scene with Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord, um, who's in like a big vortex thing at one point. He's like looking into the sky and yeah. he's like, and I was like, oh, that could be a time travel thing. Personally, my own theory, whether it's true or not, or whether I just want it to be, is I feel like um, Steve, it might not actually be Steve Trevor, but maybe it's Martian Manhunter or like a shape shifting character from the DC universe yeah. like that. Mm. Oh, I think that would be kind of cool. Um, because. The best, like, one of the great things about that first movie is the sacrifice he makes. Like, he goes up in the plane and he dies so that she has the chance to save the world. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if you bring him back, like, he just survives. And it kind of... It's a cop-out, yeah. Yeah, not even a cop-out, but I just feel like, oh, like, I understand it's a superhero film and everyone, you know, can come back. Like, we've seen plenty of characters come back in the movies in the past. But I think, like, it means more. And, like, that move, that move, that particular movie meant so much to so many people because of what it represented. That I'm kind of like, yeah, like, let's not go back and change anything in that. Like, let's not retroactively kind of change the storyline. The way that story worked was great. Um, so it could be, you know, maybe she's having visions. Like, mm. maybe she's, um, maybe someone's playing tricks on her. And like, yeah. Um, so I don't know. But my personal theory is Martian Manhunter, and I would love it if that was true. Mm. Mm. That'd be cool. But you like the trailer? Yeah, I did. Like, yeah, there was a lot going on, mm. and I have no concept as to what the story is. Yeah. Except that it's set in the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, in terms of, like, showing me plot and story to understand what's going, what I'm getting in for, zero. Yeah. But in terms of showing me, like, cool stuff, yeah, good. Mm, well, um, that yeah. makes me a little bit nervous, though, um, because... I want to see something that has story and plot. Mm. Mind you, I loved the the first Wonder Woman, so mm. there's no reason why I shouldn't love this one. But I don't know, like I can't be like, I'm looking forward to this because I can't wait to see this play out. Like yeah. I don't, I have no expectations. I think Warner Brothers finally. Um, I know that's not fair. There've been a couple of other a couple of other examples, but finally are being coy with their marketing. Mm. Like a lot of their movies. Um, Oh, yeah, because I complained in the past about how, like, I'd watch a trailer and be like, cool, I don't need to watch the movie now. Like, Batman vs. Superman is guilty of that. Suicide Squad, guilty of that. Mm. Um, Joker, like, was a little bit different. Like, you kind of... I feel bad for, um, if if Warner Brothers listens to this podcast and be like, we'll do what Tina says. (laughs) And then, like, one minute I'm like, they reveal too much of the plot. They're like, okay, we can't do that. And I'll be like, oh, no, they don't reveal enough of the plot. Make up um, your mind, Tina. It's a tough... Yeah, I'm sure they are listening. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Warner. Um, <laughs> wait, they're brothers. So Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Warner. Mr. and Mr. Warner. Um, I think um, it's a tough line to walk. And they've been dealing with it for the last few years. But it's also just like... Basic knowledge is like, don't give the movie away. Like, yeah. Especially in the age of the internet where um, so much can be broken down and, um, and revealed. I was mm-hmm. in this interview the other day um, with Damon Lindelof, who was the creator of Lost... Um, and he also did the um, leftovers, I think, and he's just done Watchmen on TV. And he was saying how like he um, wanted to do a whodunit um, TV because that's what Watchmen was going to be, like mm. kind of a murder mystery. And he's like, I can't do that because now the internet exists, yeah, and people can break it down frame by frame and mm-hmm. talk about it, and we'll know who the killer is, in, you know, by episode two. Yeah, he's like, so I can't do that anymore. So I have to do a, like a why done it instead, or like mm. you know, what are the reasons for this? How did this happen? Mm. Um, and so I think, like, that's why, that's just an example of why one of needs to be careful. It's like, 
don't show too much. And I think that's why the Wonder Woman trailer is actually a really well done trailer. Yeah. Because I can't, you're right, I can't tell what the story is either. But I know she's wearing that eagle armor at one point, which mm. is straight out of the Kingdom Come um, comic book. Um, I know she's swinging off lightning, which I don't really understand how. But I'm like, yeah, that looks cool. Mm. I know Maxwell Lord is in it. And he's kind of like a Lex Luthor type character. Um, he has a lot more interesting magic and stuff though as well. Mm. So we might see some magic. Maybe like Cersei, who's um, a Wonder Woman villain as well. Mm-hmm. Um, plus we have Cheetah. And whether it's going to be Cheetah as we know it, or whether just like they're building for Cheetah to be a villain later on. Mm. Um, but at this stage, I'm like, just do it. Like, do it. Like, don't go, you don't need to go full Aquaman. You don't need to give every villain she's ever encountered. But also, like, I'm okay with two villains. I think two villains is is good because you have the, you know, like the world ending villain of Maxwell Lord and then you get like the personal, like vengeful, um, I've got a grudge and a, a chip on my shoulder villain, mm. which is Cheetah. Mm. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I, um, I don't care if we don't see any Cheetah before the movie comes out. I would like to see it, but you know, I'm going anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Um, and like, the, and again, like I say that now, but I remember when they revealed Doomsday in the Batman vs Superman I was like, oh cool, Doomsday. And I was like, oh, well there's no twist now. Like, yeah. that would have been a big surprise. Yeah, we all thought yeah. It was be, yeah, exactly. Um, it's been a little grumpus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I dug it as well, so that's good. Uh, then we saw, um, straight after Wonder Woman, the next day pretty much, they released the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Mm. Now this one has been, um, is, there's a couple of things about this movie that I'm really digging. First of all, I had no idea the Paul Rudd's in it. Love. Yeah. Love the Paul Rudd's in mm-hmm. it. Um, this is a direct sequel to the original Ivan Reitman directed films from the 80s. It has nothing to do with um, the all-female Ghostbusters film. Yeah. Which isn't a bad movie. It's just forgettable. Yeah. Which I've said in the past. And I think the problem... We, we talked about this off oh, mic. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just one of the, like, just... There was a lot of... I think, like, the controversy around the film itself is what was its own downfall. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so this is tied to the original one. Um, interesting take. It's kids... Which I actually like. Yeah. There's got a real Stranger Things vibe. And maybe it does. Maybe it really it's, does. Maybe and it's, it's also because it's got the Finn kid Wolfhard, from, yeah, the most metal sounding well. kid in the world. Um, but I like that. I like that they're the grandchildren of um, Spengler, who was um, the Harold Ramis character in the original um, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And maybe they've done this because Harold Ramis is no longer with us. He passed away a few years ago. So maybe they're like, oh, we can keep his legacy on. Yeah. And like the daughter or like his sister or whatever looks a lot like Harold Ramis with oh, those glasses and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I like all that. Um, it's directed by Jason Reitman. So his father directed the original ones and now cool. he's coming to do this one. Yeah. And it's going back to what the original ones were, which they were like, if you take out the comedy of Ghostbusters, it still works as a pretty good horror movie. Yeah. And if you take out the horror of Ghostbusters, it still works as a really good comedy movie. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like that's what they're doing with this one. Like, it doesn't seem super scary, but it definitely feels like it's got that Stranger Things vibe. Yeah. It does feel like, I was like... Unsettling. Yeah. Mm. And like, there were a couple of moments in the trailer where I was like, oh, like, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. This, is, this might be a little bit scary. Um, mm. I think it's... Yeah, I think it looks great. Apparently, everyone's back on board. I think we are going to see some return cast members. Mm. But it just looks fun. It looks fun, and it looks like... Uh, like a passing of the torch movie. Like, hey... Yeah. They, like, this is a, this is like a real passing of the torch. Where it's mm. like, hey, we were them 30 years ago. And like, it's, it's the great... Like, they play into the age thing of it as well. Like, at one point, like, what do you mean it goes trapped? It's like, you don't... It's like, you don't know. Like, 30 years ago, this is yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of similar a little bit to the idea that Tom and I came up with the Ghostbusters movie years ago, which is passing the torch on, having people like be fans of the original mm. Ghostbusters and stuff. Um, so I'm really on board with this. I think it looks great. 
Nice. Yep. I know. I am. I am too. I think it's going to be awesome. But I need to rewatch the original Ghostbusters because I'm pretty sure I've only ever seen it like once in full. Yeah, it's like weird. I've always seen bits and pieces on TV, mm. but it was always like, you know, okay, now it's time for you to go to bed. And yeah. I never got to watch the ending. Or I always watched until... Puff, miss, puff, stay puffed. Yeah, was yeah. destroying the was destroying the city. Yeah, and then it was time to go to bed. Yeah, they, you know they did that again in the new one, like the latest one, twenty sixteen one, and I can't I can't remember what it was. Mm. But then you look, they did their own version of Stay Puffed. Um, so yeah, uh, and then the final trailer that dropped um, was a TV show, and it's only like a thirty second teaser. But they released the first um, footage from Star Girl, the new DC. Oh CW yeah. Show. Which I was a little bit surprised by because I thought it was going to be a DC Universe show. That's what they kind of pitched as originally, if I remember correctly. So I thought it was going to be on the same network as Titans and Swamp Thing and Doom Patrol and going for that more adult vibe. But it's definitely not. We definitely mm. watched the trailer and it's definitely got that CW cheese. Yeah. Um, which isn't a bad thing. Like, I do like the CW cheese. Like, sometimes it's a bit bit much, just like regular cheese. But, <laughs> um, but it seems fun. They're really going for the teenager angle. Like, I remember we were watching... Yeah. And in the trailer, you were like, she seems young. I'm like, yeah, I thought she was going to be like 19, 20, like most of the CW kids, but she looks yeah. like she's 13. Yeah, yeah, or 14 or and something. I, I think yeah. she actually is like 20, but she just looks young. Uh, okay, yeah. <coughs> There's a really cool scene, Joel McHale. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I didn't yeah. know that. I knew the casting, but that mm. happened like somewhere in between our hiatus, so we haven't really talked about it. I'm like, mm. oh, it'll be a cool surprise later on. Mm. Um, and um, Luke Wilson as well. As, Who's that again? Um, he was the he was her dad. He's um Owen Wilson's brother. Oh, okay. You've um let me look up a photo of him. You know who he is. I can't think of any of his movies right now, which is really um I'm really sorry, Luke Wilson, because you deserve better than that. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you will. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know him. Yeah, I know him. Um, so they didn't show too much other than um, obviously at some point Starman either died or disappeared and left his um. Broomstick? I don't know much about students. It's a staff. Staff, that's what it is. Yep, his staff, that's what it was. I don't read stuff. I don't know much about staff, but I knew you did. Because you read um, the DC yeah. bombshell stuff, so you yeah. read a little bit. Um, in a very rare moment, you get to school me on comics. You yeah. staff. Um, his staff has been left behind. Luke Wilson was his original sidekick, and now his adopted daughter, um, Courtney, has taken on the role yeah. um, of Stargirl. Um, that's about all we've seen from it so far. I think the costume looks great. Yeah, it does. Um, they did a really good job of adapting that comic. Like, cause some, some comic book costumes are hard to do without making it look dumb. Yeah. And yeah. we've seen that in... Uh, flash. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been some good Flash suits and not good Flash suits. I'm not even talking about the Flash suit. I'm talking about, like, all the villains and the sidekicks and things like yeah, that. Yeah, like, I'm not a huge fan of Vibe. I like Killer Frost's new outfit. I think that's cool. But to... Her new outfit, but, like, it took her about four seasons yeah. to get there. Um, there was that weird speech with the long ears. Like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like... I think Zoom was great. And I think oh, yeah. Reverse, and Reverse Flash is pretty good. Like, sometimes it looks a bit loose-fitting. It could be a little mm. bit more taut. Yeah. Um, but um, for the most part, um, the one thing is a hit and miss. So the fact that they did this as well as they did, I'm like, yes, they've nailed the costume, the staff, or broomstick. Uh, <laughs> looks cool as well. Um, don't really know what the story is. It's been very ambiguous at this stage. Aside from that she's now stepping into the role. But I think it looks good. Mm. Um, yet another CW show to watch. Yeah. It would be... Oh, we are going to talk about Crisis in a little bit. But it'd be great if like their big like um, finale 
introduced Stargirl into the DC universe. You never know, it might. It might do, yeah. This, mm. They've done a lot of stuff in Crisis, we will talk about soon. Mm. That is all the trailers. Did I miss anything? Were there any trailers that you want to talk about? Did we, I think we covered them all. I think that's pretty much it. I can't remember anything else off the top of my head. Those are the big ones anyway. Black mm. Widow, Bond, Mulan, Wonder Woman, yeah. Stargirl, mm-hmm. and the one after Wonder Woman, we said Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which looks great. Um, should we talk about some movies? Yeah. We've only watched two since we last spoke, I think. Um, so the first one we watched is not really a new film. It's like a year old. We finally watched uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah, that's we right. We finally utilised Disney Plus and put mm. on a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all right. <laughs> yeah. I really, yeah, like, mm. I think you had the same thing. Like, it was really long. It was really long. It's like over two hours oh long. Oh, my God. Which to me is like, how many kids, like, went to the cinemas? Like, uh... And like, I was getting un- unsettled. And like, I was like getting restless. I'm like, yeah. oh, I just want to like get up and move or like yeah. something else. Um, and I'm, you know, a 31-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought Emily Blunt was great. Oh, yeah. She was brilliant. She was um, really, she really good. She really captured like the mm. Julie Andrews thing, but mm-hmm. still made it her own. Yeah. Um, I thought that um, Ben Wishaw... As the dad was really yes, good. Yes, he was great. And also Emily mm-hmm. Mortimer as the sister. I mm-hmm. thought she was good. Mm-hmm. All the adults were great. The kids, honestly, like they weren't good or bad. I just felt What like... did you think of Lin-Manuel Miranda? I think Lin-Manuel Miranda is good. I just don't understand why he was in the movie. Yes. I agree. Cause... I felt like it was more like the Lin-Manuel Miranda movie. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of him just Mary being like, Poppins I'm going to bloody sing you a song. And I was like, why? We don't need to yeah. do, like, why are we doing bicycles yeah. and all this sort of stuff? Mm-hmm. We don't know. What was, yeah, what was with the BMX bandits? Yeah. Like, like to have it in one song, okay, that's daggy enough, but then to bring it back a second time, yeah. and you're like, all right, we get it. You're the BMX bandits. Okay, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. We get you. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I always like Lin-Manuel Miranda. Everything is done. Um, I think actually he did have a trailer drop recently, which I haven't watched it for a new movie he's doing. Um, I think he's really good, at, but I just don't know really what his role was in the movie. Like he could have just been the guy to the music, and that would have been fine. I yeah. think like they were just like the first one had a chimney sweep, so we're gonna get a lamp lighter for this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but like um, I think that in the last one, um, the original Dick Van Dyke's character was more of kind of um, this conduit into like between the worlds. Like, yeah. he was, like, who the kids would come and speak to because their parents were always at the office and Yeah, stuff. exactly. Um, it's been a while since I've seen the original one, so if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Um, whereas this one, like, they have a good relationship with their parents. Like, you know, mm. their mum... And, like, that song, The Band Bushel Sings, is so sad. Like, and see, that's the, sorry to interrupt, but that's the other thing. The thing is, is that the Dick Van Dyke character um, is supposed to try and convince the kids that, yes, she is magic yeah. and you can believe what you see and all this kind of stuff like that. Whereas the Lin-Manuel Miranda character is, like, basically just in love with Mary Poppins. Yeah. He's like, isn't she wonderful? And it's like, yeah. Yeah, we, we don't we need know. to tell her. <laughs> we can see that she's wonderful. It's like, no, she's wonderful. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and speaking of Dick Van Dyke, first of all, amazing that he was in this movie at oh, all. Oh, yeah. But... No, I see. I know what you're going to say. Well, here's the thing. Here, the big, the big reveal was like, and... By the way, as the movie ends, here's Dick Van Dyke. First of all, he's in the trailers, so it wasn't really a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're doomsdayers. Um, but second of all, like, his big, like, dance move was slightly jogging on the spot, which is a guy who's almost 100 cannot do. He, like, it kind of... I didn't mind it. 
I was just like, yeah, look at him go. Yeah, he was there for like, I feel like he was there for less than a minute um, in yeah. total. Like we got 10 minutes with Meryl Streep and I normally really enjoy Meryl Streep. I could not stand her. Who was she in the second? She was like, it had like a Russian accent or something. Oh was like, yeah, oh, the topsy turvy. Like, oh God, oh my God. The thing that this movie really frustrated me with the songs was like, it was literally like three minutes between songs. Yeah, a lot of songs. There and also, so many songs. They did and this... I was just like, oh, okay, again. Oh, okay, mm. we're going again. And they did something. Uh, there were some good songs in there. They had song fatigue. But there was some. They did something with the songs that I thought was amazing and also really frustrating at the same time. Mm. Somehow they managed to carry. Um, they managed to capture like the spirit and the style of all the music from the original movie. Mm. Which to me is like, this feels like a sequel. Like, this could have come out, like, could have come out two years later. Like, the yeah. songs are the same. But, mm. that style of music doesn't really work today. Like, mm. you can't just be like, and I'm walking around the table. <laughs> Let me get you a chair. Like, it's kind of like a, like a story song where, like, yeah. they're almost talking to a beat. Mm. And, like, I guess it's rap. But not really, but not like mm. that at all. It's just, I don't know, like, this doesn't, oh, like, it was... I'm um, no, I I didn't have an issue. I think I think it the songs needed to be like that because they tried to modernize the songs. It would just would not work. Yeah, of it course. would be a clash of cultures. But I think the songs needed to be shorter. Mm. Yeah, um, that one where the um, songs were very remember long. when they went into the vase? Yes, and they go, yes. Like, I was thinking of and that it was like one. Eight minutes yes. long. I was like, oh my god. Like, yes. Um, like that's a long song. Like the reason that a spoonful of sugar works is because it's a. Is it a short yeah, song? Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't short song, but it is a song. But you know, it's not. It's not eight minutes long. Um, I'm just trying to see how long the original Mary Poppins was. Um, it was two hours and twenty minutes, so it wasn't short either. In fact, the new one is shorter than the, the original. A spoonful of sugar goes for two minutes. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But it's also a ten-minute 10 longer movie, so there might be. It's but is it ten minutes longer because of those credits back in the old days? Yeah, good point. You know, okay. it was very, 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 and you very had to sit long. At the start as well. You had to sit through them at the start. There's one like thing the I don't movies. like, even though I like seeing it as a callback. I hate mm. starting mm-hmm. credits. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like I loved and dis- I really liked and disliked that about hates the late. I'm like, oh, there's some credits at the start. This is cool. And, and I was you're like, like uh... oh, but the movie hasn't started yet. Yeah. Um, but so on the other hand, the movie ended. It was done. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, can't really do a post-credit scene though if you don't have credits at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we watched Mary Poppins. I think, yeah, like overall, I did like it, but for me, I was just like, it's really long, and um, it made me very tired. Yeah, we were watching it like la- emotionally tired. We were watching it late as well, as and well we ordered like tired. some Uber Eats. It took forever to arrive. Um, but even still, um, mm. so yeah, like, it was fine. Um, I didn't hate it. Don't need to watch it again for a mm. while. How many um, BMX riding bicycle lampliders? <laughs> I was gonna say how many umbrella like like bird umbrellas, but I like the BMX bandits better. How many <laughs> BMX bandits are you gonna rate it out of? Um, I'm gonna do like a six and a half. I'm going six. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's definitely not a bad film. It's just I think. Like, somehow, like, the original's probably aged a little bit. Like, it feels a little bit dated, mm. even though it's a modern... Like, a, it's a recent movie. It just... Yeah, like, it's... You know, some, like, there's some old films... And I hate saying this, because I like to watch... Is it, like, as many types of films as possible. Some old films just feel... You can feel their age. Yeah. Um, you're like, oh, this is taking forever. Like, hurry up. Like, 
Um, like I got that with, and this is going to be blasphemous. I got that with Ben Hur. Like mm. Ben Hur is like a four-hour movie already, mm. but even so, it's just like these scenes are so like they don't cut. When they yeah. just put a camera, yeah, they, don't cut, they put they a camera on sticks yeah. and leave it there for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I guess that's what mm-hmm. we're doing. Um, that's uh, how it was done in the old days. Whereas, you know, but but also it's about the storytelling. Like Psycho yeah. is two and a half hours long. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Great yeah. Race is three hours long. Yeah, and it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't fly by. Mm. But there's so much interesting stuff going mm. on and so many things happening. It's I had a comment I was going to make and I've just forgotten what Sorry. it is. Um, oh yeah, that whole vase, that whole vase story could have been cut from the movie. Because what was the point of say the? Do you yeah, remember how yeah, they were yeah. all like, "Oh, that vase, we, we they, they want to sell it. They want to sell it, and, and then, then what happened? Nothing happened. What it was kind of, worthless. Yeah, it was worthless. Yeah. So, so that whole plot point was nothing. Mm. Like that whole thing could have been cut from the movie, yeah. which means you would have cut the topsy turvy thing as well. I don't know what like it is. the I feel whole like, thing would have been like so. Oh, I feel so like much whenever, better if that wasn't again, it. I, like, I think Meryl Streep is brilliant as the world yeah. does. Whenever she's in a Disney movie, man, I can't stand it. Like, I didn't like Into the Woods, and I didn't like her in that either. Yeah. I didn't like her in Topsy Turvy. As, <laughs> as Mary Poppins' sister. But that's who she was. No, she's not Or cousin, was it? They auntie, were related. Auntie or something like that. I don't think it was auntie. I, I think, think they it was were, auntie. Maybe. I don't know. But do you know what I mean? Like, we don't care. Yeah. Like, we don't remember because we don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And like in all that whole time, which is like I cannot function upside down. Yeah. And that whole time, it just it didn't occur to her to just like do a headstand. Yeah, I was. Yeah. She's had this debilitating disease her entire life. Yeah. And not once did she ever go. Wonder what it'll look like if I just turn myself upside down. Which, to be fair, this is a very nineteen sixties notion. Like that would have played on I Dream of Jeannie. It would have played on the Batman sixty six show. Yeah. Like it would have worked in that time when the first movie was created. But these days kids are like, Hey, I got the internet. Okay? <laughs> I can look up whatever I want at the touch of a finger. So like you gotta give me more than like, oh, I didn't stand upside down. Oh. <laughs> um yeah. Um and not to come down the film because I really did enjoy a lot of parts of it. I think the performances are fantastic. Um and there were moments, I remember when those trailers came out, like I would um, get misty-eyed because mm. it reminded me of my childhood and seeing that movie. And they really try to capture a lot of that in this as well. Yeah. Um, there are just some things that don't work. So that's why it's a 6.5. But the next movie we watched, um, I really enjoyed. Um, surprised how much I enjoyed. And that was the new Disney Plus original film, Noel. Yeah, I loved it. Um, which I remember when they launched, I was like, Tina, there's a Christmas movie. It's a Disney film. It stars Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. We need to watch this. Yeah. Um, and I'd heard about it a while ago because it was originally meant to come out in theatres and they delayed it because like, no, 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 we're going to launch. This is going to be on our streaming service launch. Because um, there's a comic book by Paul Dini, um, creator of Harley Quinn, um, who he wrote a book a few, like back in the 19th called Jingle Bell and it's about Santa's daughter. Um, was her name Bell? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a yeah, B double it's a B E double L A Jingle Bell. And it's about her taking over um as Santa. And that's pretty much what this movie is. It's yeah. like um, you know, Santa um shockingly so but spoilers by the way, because this is a newer film. So spoilers you haven't seen Noel. Five, four, three, two, one. Santa Claus dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, of natural causes. Mm. Um and it turns out, like one thing they added, like a spoke they added to the wheel of this mythos, is that Santa Claus is um it's kind of like a James Bond thing. Like, one passes away and a new one steps into the yeah, role. That's right. And it's passed down son to son. Which I was like, yeah, that's kind of that's cool. really cool. I really like that. Mm. Like, it's hard to make the Santa thing cool again. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, I listen up to kids. But and like, quote-unquote believable. Yeah. Sort of thing like that. Like a kid could believe that in the real world mm. and go, yeah, it makes sense for it. Because mm. how can me stay alive forever? Yeah. Like the last yeah. time I think Santa was represented well in film was in Rise of the Guardians when he was like a Russian tattooed Santa. I thought you were going to say by... like Miracle on 34th Street. No, no, no. Um, when he was played by Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Um, the one thing I was thinking though, and I think would have been really cool, is if they had it tied it like retroactively into the Santa Claus with Tim Allen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been a cool little like because <laughs> like it's Disney, so it could have just been all one yeah. universe. But mm. that's beside the point. <coughs> um, but yeah, so basically the film is um, Santa Claus dies, and his first and only son, um, played by Bill Hader, has to step into the role, and um, he's not good. He's not good at it. Yeah. Like he's mm. awkward. He's weird. He's more interested in other things like reading and stuff. Yeah. Um, and yoga, um, and doesn't think he's capable, and um, his sister Noel is like way into Christmas and loves Christmas and loves everything about it. But loves it for like the wrong... receiving presents, the wrong yeah, reasons. Not for, not for the wrong like reasons, that. but she's very childlike. She's yeah. like, I love the mm. cake and the decorations and the presents. Yeah. Um, and not so much, I guess, what you know, Christmas is really about. Mm. Um, but she's like, you know, has to kind of like, I suppose, inspire him and help him and like get... Find the merry within him. I think they say Christmas spirit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and at one point, she's like, "You know what? Like, it's like you're really overwhelmed. So why don't you like take the weekend off? Like, go to like Hawaii or something. I can't remember what it was mm. exactly. She's like, have a vacation, come back, and we'll figure this out before Christmas. And Bill Hader goes and never returns. Yeah. And so it becomes like a we have to find Santa's movie, mm. but um, it's find young Santa who's having a midlife crisis, <laughs> um, and then like. He, you know, she has to go to modern America mm. in the middle. Was it um, Phoenix, Phoenix Arizona. Arizona? Yeah, and it's a, it's a fish out of water movie. And like mm. you've seen like versions of some before, but I just thought it was done really well. Yeah. Um, and it was nice. I said to you before, it was nice to see Anna Kendrick play a role where she wasn't just like the awkward, weird girl because she she played that role a few yeah. times. Mm. And she is like, I guess, kind of awkward and weird in this, but not in as much like she's not ineffective. Like, she's very, she owns it. Yeah. She's very confident. Mm. She knows mm. what she wants, and if people are wrong, like it's their fault. Yeah. Um, and I'm just telling you what the movie is. Um, you've seen it. What did you think of it? I yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was really funny. I love Anna Kendrick. I love Bill Hader. Um, I love the little argument that they have when she finds him in the yoga studio. Um, I love all like the Christmas stuff. I thought it was very clever how they like did all that. I loved um, how Billy Eichner is that his name? Yeah, yeah. He he's like controlling. Christmas yeah, he's like the and cousin, and he ends up becoming Santa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my issue with it was uh, I felt like some of the editing or some of the scenes were just a bit. The pace was just a little bit weird. Okay. Often. Um, and I felt like, like once she got to Arizona and like, you know, she crashed into the shopping mall, all of a sudden the lady at the shopping mall is like just helping her, like yeah. supposed to be reprimanding her and she's just helping her and like, everybody's just like happy to help her. And I don't know if it's because like I think she's promoting this Christmas spirit well, or no, something Well, no, because like they that. were also helping her like, um, hook up. With the guard, the security guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like... Because she, I guess she was, like, shy and, like, didn't know how to... Like, yeah. Like, she was not... Like, she was very confident in her business, but didn't know how to, like, have, like connect with people. Yeah, yeah, No, I know. Um, I get that. And but also, I just felt like the... the. I was just at points in time when I was watching the movie, I just found myself going, 
why is this happening? Yeah. Um, but only a couple of times I felt like that. And there was a couple of scenes like when she'd come back to the shopping center. I'm like, oh, so they're just like, like, like this was taking the course of a day. Yeah. It felt longer than a day. Yeah, yeah. Like I it guess. felt really long. Yeah. I, look, look, it's definitely not a perfect and film. So I and wasn't there are some... sure, yeah, the, like, the pacing was just mm. a little bit odd. Um, but I still really, really liked it. Yeah, I think like a lot of those things, because, yeah, you're right. And like, now that you mentioned, I did like pick up on a few of those. But I think I just kind of wrote them off as like, you know what, it's a kid's Christmas film. Like, it's... Yeah. It's kind of like, they're not necessarily going for accuracy for us. Like, it's for kids. But I think it really plays well as a modern... Like a new modern classic, I think. Like you know, yeah, I think so too. I think this is one that will go down um, as, as a, a rewatchable one. Yeah, I think like maybe not, maybe not as you know as highly regarded. Like Love as, Actually. No, that's, <laughs> no, I was say Elf. Like it kind of felt like. Kind oh, of, I love. It Elf. kind of feels like in the same spirit of Elf, but a little bit um, probably won't have the same rewatchability factor as Elf. I think just because. I think Elf is probably more <coughs> like um, grade five, grade six, whereas yeah. this is probably more like. You go younger. Yeah, seven, eight, nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I would go older. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, because it's more like, it's almost like high school musical age. Yeah, feel, that's a good point. You know? um, but I thought that they didn't, well, the one thing I liked is they didn't, sometimes when Disney tries to like go for a certain audience, they run the risk of kind of being out of touch a little bit, like high school musical, perfect example, perfect example. Mm. like it is for like that tween market, but tweens, well, I mean, I guess at the time, like, tweens were like, yeah, this is awesome, but like, it's a very slim line, but I think this yeah. w- plays on multiple levels. I think you can show this to a lot of different age groups and yeah, enjoy it. I agree. Um, but again, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. I was looking forward to it. I figured I'm like, I was like Bill, Bill Hader, um, uh, Anna Kendrick and Christmas. This is a home run. This yeah. <laughs> um, but I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. And I liked, yeah, Billy Eichner was a great addition. And he had like mm. the tech approach to Christmas. Yeah, and yeah. Like, um, I like how the running joke of like the iPad. That's what yeah. we should vote it out. How many iPads? Yeah. And they, um, I liked how they tried to explain um, some of the, the other elements of the mythos as well, like how to get down the chimney, for example. It's like you know, yeah, yeah. You tap mm. over the candy cane, you sing like a line, which to me is like mm, I like that, but also you have to visit you know a billion houses. Yeah, it's going to take a long time. Um, but I did like that, and I liked um, um, her fumbling a little bit because she was even though she was so good at everything mm. she did have like a couple of places to um improve on yeah um in terms of like she did like she tripped over christmas lights at one point uh, and there's a moment which i won't spoil because i think if you haven't seen this it's definitely worth a watch like it's a really good christmas movie there's this moment when she visits um uh, like a homeless shelter, I guess. Yeah. And like, I didn't think I was going to cry, and oh my god, I was wrong. Like, yeah, called me, I was like, oh, it was I'm beautiful. Right. Like, really well done, really beautiful. Mm. And like, it's not, um, it's not a pushy movie with a message because I think a lot of people are like run this being like, oh, it's a movie about how a woman could be Santa Claus. Mm. It's not that at all. Mm. Like, it is that, but not. It doesn't feel political. Like, yeah. it's really it's like just about like the Christmas spirit can live in anybody. Yeah, and the mm. way they come to it is very organic. I think. Yeah. Um, and like again, like we get to that moment, and I did. I just cried. I was like, oh my god, like it's so well done. Mm. Like, which Disney is good at doing. Um, but yeah, so I um I really really dug it. Nice. How many iPads are you going to vote it out of? Um, I'm going to give it. 7.5 iPads out of 10. I, too, am going to give it 7.5. Yeah, like, yeah. it's not my favourite Christmas movie. There are definitely a few above there, like Home Alone, for, like, first three Home Alone films, I think, are great. Die Hard, obviously. 
um, and uh, Elf as well. Um, a couple other ones I can't think of, but it's definitely. I think it's hard to make a new Christmas movie. Like, I think mm. it's hard, like, because there is such a backlog of movies now. And, like, I think, like, when you go for a seasonal or a festive type movie, it's like, well, it's only going to be released at a certain time of year in theaters. Yeah. Otherwise, what's yeah. the point? Mm-hmm. And you're not really going to watch it more than once a year. Like, there's mm-hmm. very few, unless, again, with the exception of Die Hard, which you <laughs> might watch more, yeah. you could watch in any time of the year. But most, like, Christmas films, it's like, well, that's going to sit on my shelf, it's going to sit yeah. on my library, it's mm-hmm. going to sit on my, my mm-hmm. you know, my streaming service until. It's that time of year, but, yeah. um, and you know, you tend to like, feel like if you're like us, you're like, let's try and watch as many Christmas movies as we can before Christmas, which we haven't really done this year, but we yeah. do try to do that. But once the Christmas is going, you're like, all right, put them away. Yeah. yeah but I think this right. is one that will very easily like fall onto a lot of people's shelves. Like this mm. is a, a good new Christmas movie. Like it doesn't, um, fall under that cheesy pile of like trying too hard pile. I think yeah. you know, just went out and did like a cool Christmas movie. Mm. Um, so yeah. Cool. Time to talk about some TV. Well, I have one more movie oh, that tell I watched. Me. Oh, okay, go for it. Uh, it is also a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it is The Night Before Christmas. I saw a bit of this one. I believe I had some colour commentary yeah, for you. It is not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain um, the premise because it is amazing. Um, so this night from like the 1400s or something... Let, let me just say, I was on my phone pretty much the whole time during this movie. Yeah. It is a very forgettable, not background. It's a background movie. Yeah. It's a movie to put on. If you want a Christmas movie to put on in the background, that's not as horrid as a Christmas Prince. You could put uh, it on with Christmas baking, maybe. Yeah, Christmas baking. Like I, um, Princess <coughs> Switch and this one are both Vanessa Hudgens. And they're both good enough to have on in the background as you're doing some Christmas chores. Yeah, do not bother with the Christmas yeah. Prince. It is horrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, so it's definitely better than a Christmas Prince. Um, basically, yeah, the premise is this night on like the eve or like a couple of days before, a couple of days before his brother's like knighting knighthood yeah um goes like r- riding through a forest with his with his other knight friends um doing a hunt or something like that and he comes across an old crone who isn't a crone like crones are supposed to be evil she's like nice mm. and um, are they meant to be quite hag like as well yeah and she was fine yeah. um and she was just like um you know you'll he just starts talking to her and out of nowhere she just sends him back in time well, for forward, no reason. Forward in time. Forward in time. For no reason. It sounds a bit like Just Visiting. Did you ever see that one? No. It's like, um, I think like 2003, it's like Christina Applegate and Jean Reno, like the acclaimed French actor and he's a, like a French knight and he arrives in the middle of New York City in the mid-2000s. Oh, I never watched it but I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think the poster art was like two knights poke, poking the head out of like a manhole, a manhole cover in a New York City <laughs> yeah. street, and like just an with like her arms crossed, mm. and be like, God. "What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> um, so it sounds a lot like that. So yeah, so basically, like, um, he arrives in whatever town in America this movie is set in, Boston, not Boston, I don't know, some town in America um, where Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens lives. And um, she, through a series of funny events, uh, she like bumps into him. I can't even tell close. you. Oh my god, you're really close. She had a sword. Yeah. Just her arms. I can't you? even tell you like how they met because 
You lost. <laughs> I wasn't watching. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, she bumps. She literally like bumps into him, and she's like, "Wow, your arm is like authentic. Mm. Um, not just like one of those cheap dress up." Like, because he he appears in like a Santa's workshop sort of um, after like evening thing. I don't know. Americans do these things for Christmas that we don't do for Christmas. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, basically, she's like. Um, she calls the police because I think she ends up hitting him with her car or something like that. Um, as those things, traveling time usually happens. There's always a hit with a car. Mm. Um, yeah, and, yeah, it really is. That trope really yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> big time trouble <laughs> is, Yeah. Um, and so then basically like she, she's like, come stay with me in my like, um, um, guest house and all this kind of stuff like that and he has like very generous a, of someone who's yes. a stranger yeah oh well you know he's a very handsome stranger so um, everybody like made that clear to her um, and then basically yeah they just end up falling in love and the old crone was like you'll come back in come back to your present time when you've reached your heart's desire and he thinks his heart's desire is to become a knight hmm. um which I never understood because he already is a knight. But has he been like, knighted? Yes, because he's Sir Cole, oh. which I have an issue with. Cole, yeah. C-O-L-E, is not an old English na- Like, that is yeah, not. Yeah, it should have been like Thomas. Yes, or, or William. <laughs> Cromwell. <laughs> not Cole. You might as well have called him Sir Frank. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or like... Um, or Sir Zaid. Yeah, or exactly. Or something. Yeah, I was trying to think of like a, yeah, like a modern name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, it turns out his heart's desire is to fall in love with Vanessa Hudgens. Wow. Okay, now, spoilers. Yes. If his heart's, if, she, if he's going to return to his own time once he finds his heart desire, if he falls in love with her and she's his heart desire, does he still go back in time and then they're separated by yes, time? Yes, that's what happens. That's a ballsy ending. I yeah. like that. No, but then he comes back. Oh. Because it has to be a happy ending. Because he gets a TARDIS. He's like, <laughs> now I can fall in love and travel um, through time. I think he basically, he comes back in time to arrive just in time for, like literally just in time for his brother's knighthood. And, and then like, he's like, I gotta, yeah. And then he's like, I gotta go back to the forest. Like, I think he, I think he stays for the knighthood. I can't remember. You know, he goes back to the forest. He goes and meets the young old crone mm. who's not evil at all. And he's just like, can you send me back, please? So she sends him back and then they, they, they live happily ever after. You know, some people find it hard um, to date um, or fall in love um, if you live, you know, an hour away from each other. Mm. Um, some people try to do it across countries. Mm-hmm. Um, the time stream. <laughs> how do you like? How does your family feel if you're like, well, I have to go to another time, so you'll be dead. But the thing is, okay, so here's the thing. First of all, they spent a bit of time together, but not much. Like yeah. literally, like maybe six days, if that. Like it was already December twenty something. Yeah. Okay. So it was like December twenty first. So it was like four days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. She fell in love with him and he fell in love with her to the point where when he goes back in time and she's like walking through the guest house by herself, she's like crying her eyes out about how Cole's left and like, you know, she makes a wish about how she wishes he was here and mm. and that scene just goes on and on and on and on forever. And then Christmas happens mm. and then maybe like a few days after Christmas, he comes back. So, like, the period of time between 
them meeting and then him going back and then them being being reunited is like two weeks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I get it. It's a cheesy romantic movie, so Sandra it's supposed Bullock to be like did it two weeks notice. You know, I like I get it, but I'm like. Dude, you're feeling like this after just like four days of being with this guy and you're already crying your eyes out about him. Mm. And he's not, I'm sorry, he's not even that good looking. Mm. Like, he's really not. Is that, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, whatever. <laughs> and he's like, she thinks he's, she thinks he's crazy. Yeah. Can you, do you think we'll, we can see a crossover between Night Before Christmas uh, and The Kissing Booth? Um... <laughs> <laughs> No, but I actually do think the there Christmas is... Booth. I'm not even kidding. I think there actually is a crossover between that and A Christmas Prince mm. because at one point she messes... Um, her sister like talks about how there's a letter from Aldovia or something like okay. that, which is the town. <laughs> is it the town? I think it it's the town. It seems like that's Netflix's Prince. thing. Like They're doing like a lot of Christmas yeah. movies and stuff. Like, mm. And they've got like, a niche market. Like, these, ro- these romantic comedies are like big releases for them. Like they're doing a second kissing booth movies. So. Yeah, um, Aldovia is okay. Aldovia is the country in A Christmas Prince, and the first hit on Google is: Is Aldovia a real country? <laughs> a Christmas Prince makes it feel like a magical place. It is. Where is Aldovia filmed? Well, isn't that? It's all, not. Isn't that also? Um, it's not a real place, people. Didn't they, didn't they do that in Princess Diaries? Was it Genovia or something? Yeah, that's not real. Yeah. People just have to take Ovia and put a couple of letters in front yeah. of it. Like, it's ah, the Night Before Christmas and a Christmas Prince connection you missed. <laughs> but I didn't miss it. Thank you. Miss it. Thank you very much, Bustle.com. I picked it up. <laughs> um, I give it um, out of... I give it five loaves of bread with a bean inside. <laughs> I guess that's 10. a reference. Wait, what did I say? Five? Yeah. Four. I give it four, sorry. So loaves of bread with a bean inside. Is that <laughs> loaves so... of bread with a bean inside. I guess that's a movie reference. Yes, it is a movie get. reference. Um, so Noel is definitely the Christmas choice this year. Yes, absolutely. Noel is the Christmas choice. Um, all right. Time to talk about some TV. What I might do quickly before we go into the big two that we've been watching, um, I'll just talk about a couple of things that have come out. Uh, first of all, Titans finally wrapped up. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, really good to be fine got to see and spoilers on everything we're talking about today guys spoilers 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 um, like every show we do yeah um, finally to see the Nightwing suit in the flesh and it looks amazing it was finally good to see uh, Dick Grayson uh, upgrade into a new suit and become the leader of the Titans that he needs to be mm-hmm. um, there was a character death that I think a lot of people had a lot of issues with um, they killed uh, Wonder Girl uh, in the season finale, which was an interesting choice, especially because she wasn't killed by a villain, but she was electrocuted by a pole. Oh, okay. Saving a lot of people, but I was like, mm, I don't know, like, I guess she's only half god, she's not full god, but it seemed like a bit of a weird way to go. Yeah. Um, and they set up the season three villain, which is going to be Blackfire, which is Starfire's sister, who's just, like, murdered their parents. Um, and it looks great. I'm all on board for this. I don't think they need to introduce any more characters for a while. Like, they introduce a ton of characters this season. We've got... Mm. The Titans roster is quite full, even though there are other, other cool characters to come. I think we're pretty good for the moment. Um, hopefully, um, yeah, it's already been renewed for Season 3, so hopefully Season 3 is as good as Season 1 and 2 have been. So that's all done. Uh, the other thing that... Same, same day that wrapped up, they launched the brand new Harley Quinn animated series, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. <laughs> It's, uh, it's really good. It's very adult, like all the stuff on the DC Universe app. Yeah. 
um, a lot of um, a lot more cursing than I think I was expecting, which mm. I don't mind. But I was just like, I was like, oh, it's an animated series, and like Harley Quinn is globally popular at this stage. Yeah. Like kids love Harley Quinn, so I was like, mm. they'll probably like play you know a little bit, um, you know, kind of straight or whatever. Nope, like lots of cursing, lots of dirty jokes. Yeah. The um, absolute, I think my favourite character in the series is um, Poison Ivy, because mm-hmm. she has to be like the straight man, Yeah. because Harley's so wacky, so yeah. she's just kind of like constantly just being like, yeah, can we get out of here, like, let's, yeah. go, let's move on, <laughs> um, and play the really deadpan, she's really good. Um, there's a great episode where um, they crashed Penguin's son's bar mitzvah, Okay. and like all the villains were there, um, and like they'll try and like, and like... But like they'll degrade. Like you had like Bane and stuff, but then you had like Kite Man. Yeah. And Kite Man's just constantly hitting on Poison Ivy, trying to get him yeah. to like go home with her and stuff. Uh, it's pretty genius. Like it's um, a really interesting take, and I think a lot of purists might have some issues with it because it is so different. Mm. Um, but it's not a hit for me, man. Like every show they've launched there, um, the only thing I haven't watched was the new season of Young Justice, just because I haven't watched the first seasons. Mm. But everything's been a hit. Like, Titans is great, Doom Patrol's great, Swamp Thing was great, and this is good as well. Um, so, so far, doing kicking goals. Nice. To use a sports analogy. <laughs> um, the other thing that is coming to an end is Watchmen. Watchmen ends... Actually, it's ended. The last episode dropped today, I think. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Um, so, I'm the only one who's not watching The Watchmen. <laughs> um but it's been fantastic. It is such a killer series. Um, I talked about it a little bit last episode. But if you're a fan of the comic books, you won't be disappointed um, because it's so. Uh, even if you're a fan of the Snyder film, I don't think you'd be disappointed either. Like it's so. Um, res- uh, I don't want to use the. Uh, what, do I want to use the word respectful, but I, it sounds like cheesy. Like it's so respectful of the source material, but it is. Mm. Like they, they, they take what they need from the source material and they do their own new things and they make changes. But it clicks and makes sense. Like it is the most logical sequel, um, and it's really, really cool. Um, mm. And the last thing we saw was um, uh, this huge like gunfight between a bunch of rednecks wearing Rorschach masks and Doctor Manhattan, and it was just it was so good, mm. um, and it made me cry. And I know that's not to say much because I just said I cried during Noel, but there was a moment in this show where something happened, um, and because D- Doctor Manhattan is a time traveler, like he can see. T- he can, like, when he's, like, if we're at a table, I'm Dr. Manhattan, I'm, like, I'm having a conversation with you, but I'm mm. also having a conversation with you in five years from now. I'm having a conversation with you in the past. And, you know, yeah. I have a conversation with him over there, like, because yeah. he sees time differently to us. Mm. And they play with that, and it's, oh, it's just executed so brilliantly. So, anyone who hasn't watched Watchmen, watch it. It's so good. Uh, I think that's it for my shows that I've watched without you. Harley and Watchmen were the big ones, and Titans... Um, I was going to talk about Arrow and Flash, but that's going to kind of tie in anyway, because right now, we're going to talk about Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes. Which is the big crossover, probably the biggest crossover ever done for any TV show. Um, five shows are involved. We've seen the first three parts already, Supergirl, Batwoman, and Flash. And then in January, we have to wait, um, Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow will round out the five-part series. Yep. Um <clears throat> I'm going to let you talk about it a little bit, and then I'll uh, That's not a good idea. Okay. Because um, I was falling asleep in that first episode. <laughs> um, okay. And a lot of this stuff, like, I can't, I can't explain. Yeah. All right. I mean? I'll give like, some background. And, like, I, like, I don't know why they're looking for paragons. 
Yeah, that's... And stuff, do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, they've changed it. Just like Infinity War changed in the comic, this has changed a little bit as well. But basically, Crisis, we've talked about it before, um, is the collapsing of the multiverse. It's just like, let's get rid of all these different universes, let's bring it all into one universe. Mm. Which is interesting, because the TV shows, they didn't need to do a multiverse. Like, I think when Supergirl started, it was owned by a different network. So they were like, oh yeah, she's part of the universe, kind of, but she's on a different Earth. So I think that's the only reason there is a multiverse in the show, because they didn't need to do it. Um, but um, basically, heroes from all different Earths have to come together and try and stop this uh, villain called the Anti-Monitor, who we haven't really seen yet for more than a couple of seconds. Mm. Um, and his goal is he wants to wipe out the entire multiverse because as his creation, um, he didn't like it, basically, and he wants to start his own uni- an anti-universe mm. where he is the lord and domineer over it all. Um, and so all this... So like a Thanos-type character. Yeah, except um, this, I believe... This comic predates Thanos, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, but yeah, like, it's pretty much Thanos' plan, but on a much larger scale. Not mm. just one universe, but multiple universes. Mm. Um, I think for me, it was less about, like, oh, I need to see the story come to life, and more about, like, they're going to, like, bring as many people into this as possible. They're going to do characters we haven't seen before. So I think I just want to see, you know, how they do it, and, like, if they get close to, to what the source material was. And they did some pretty cool stuff. They did some weird, dumb stuff as well. Um, but um, we've seen Oliver Queen die once um, and then come back mm. through a Lazarus pit. Yeah. Uh, we've seen three different Supermen. And the opening scene of the crossover, you have what you think is going to be the like Superman just annihilated on a planet. I was like, oh my god, did they just kill Superman? Um, we've seen a live-action Bruce Wayne played by Kevin Conroy, who's mm-hmm. all bitter and angry. Yeah. Um, I do like how they got Kevin Conroy to play him. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, although, like, part of me was like, and I love Kevin Conroy as the voice, but if you look at him, you're like, he could. He's not yeah, like, yeah. Like he's just, he's not Bruce Wayne. <laughs> um, but it was very cool they did that. They brought back Burt Ward from the 1960s Batman to play an aged Robin mm-hmm. walking his dogs. Um, who else they bring back? They they brought back so many. They people. brought back um, Smallville. Tom yeah, Tom Welling and Welling, the girl who played right, yeah. um, Lois and that. I never watched mm-hmm. Smallville, but um, they came back and they did a very controversial thing, which people hated. Apparently, I didn't care. Mm. Where that Superman gave up his powers, mm. um, but he still was able to take out Lex Luthor with a punch, yeah, which I yeah, liked. That's good. Uh, who else we got there? They brought in um, Ro- uh, is it Robert Wool, I think, who played Alexander Knox in the nineteen eighty nine Batman. Um, they brought him back for a scene. They brought back. Um, the girl played Huntress in the Birds of Prey show back in the early 2000s. Um, Brandon Routh is now playing Superman and the Atom, which is really interesting. Um, and I don't mind his take on Superman. Unfortunately, um, the the weakest part of the crossover for me is the, the budget shows. And these shows, yeah. these shows have always suffered from that. Because um, they're like, hey, we're going to do 24, 25 episodes a season. And we're going to you know, allocate a shoestring budget to each episode. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Like if you if you're a good storyteller and you got great performances and great story, the effects don't matter. Mm. But because this relies so heavily on effects, I would I was kind of like, you know what? This season of Flash, they don't leave Star Labs. Just mm. ten episodes of them in Star Labs talking, mm. and then you yeah. can use all that money for Crisis. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and it's not terrible, but it is noticeable. Yeah. Um, and I think like that's the difference between um, you know Oliver Queen dying. On a gurney, and you know Iron Man dying from snapping the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, like I, the the effects do not make the movie, but they're there as like a, 
they're part of the story. Like yeah. they help boost what's already there. Mm. Like, you know, I didn't have any emotional connection when, um, you know, Oliver Queen died. I didn't like feel sad when Barry Allen almost had to die. Um, and then Barry Allen did die, but just not the one we thought it was going to yeah. be. Um, so it's... Which I totally knew. Yeah, you called it. Yeah. Like you you knew it um, going in. Um, I'm like, there's no way that they're going to get... They're going to, like, make Grant Gustin go away. Yeah. And, like, the old Flash, like, he's had his time. Yeah, but still, I thought it was a really nice touch. I thought that was a cool, like, that was a great... Like, yeah. Ap- apparently the actor, John Wesley Ship, like, had spoken, because there's this um, show on afterwards called Crisis Aftermath, where they mm. talk to all the actors and stuff and talk yeah. about what happened. Um, and John Wesley Ship apparently was just like, thank you, because, mm. you know... I was in the Flash in the nineties. We had one season, got cancelled, so I never mm. got to finish my storyline. So now, I've finished my storyline. Like yeah. I got to play him a little, few more times mm. on different Earth, and mm-hmm. I got to run him out of existence the way mm. they did in the comics. So he's had his ending, which is yeah. really like, which is what this show, these shows are really good at doing: bringing mm. back actors and getting them to have one more, one more shot, one more play. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing we saw was um, the Anti Monitor One. He knocked. He destroyed all of the. Um, universes only a few heroes survived so technically mm-hmm. everyone is dead except for like the flash green arrow um superman uh supergirl a couple others i can't remember who it was now and then superman disappeared because lex luther used the book of destiny to erase him and put yeah. himself there instead um so yeah it's there's a lot going on which is why i'm kind of like trying like we watched all three episodes last week so mm-hmm. i'm trying to like Catch up. Let's try to remember all the different bits. And we watched a lot of Junior Bacoff in that time as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so overall, I think they're doing a pretty good job. Like, I'm more interested in, like, for me, it's like seeing different characters. Like, oh, I haven't seen this character before. I haven't had a chance to see this character. Yeah. Um, like, I keep saying, I hope that we get to the point where John Diggle, who is um, from the Green yeah. Arrow show, like, he should become Green Lantern. Yeah. Like, that's what should happen in this crossover. Like, there's no reason why it's the final season of Arrow. We found out in season seven that his um, father, his stepfather's last name is Stewart. John Stewart is Green Lantern. In the last crossover, Superman met him. He's like, "John, where's your ring?" So we know that in one universe, he's meant to Green Lantern. Yeah, making Green Lantern. Green Lantern. We haven't had That's a Green. Right. We, haven't, we haven't had Green Lantern on anything for yeah. eight years. Mm. Like, give us. Uh, we had a little bit in Justice League, but mm. not much. Give us Green Lantern. Like, just show us that. That'd be cool. Um, so it's more about that for me. We talked about Stargirl maybe popping up. That would be cool. And they mm. said as well that there I were... I like the little Lucifer pop-up. That was Yes, cool. that was... Yeah. So, and there were rumours that was going to happen. And then... Um, and he's on Earth 666. Yeah, yeah, and then people came out and said it wasn't happening. Like, that was um, a lie. So we're like, mm. oh, okay. And then as soon as it said Earth 666, I was like, Tina, yeah. Tina, guess who's coming? And you're like, who is it? And the door opens. He's like, got two girls on his yeah, arms. Yeah, and, like, uh... and like, he gets to like talk to John Constantine. And I never watched that Constantine show with that guy in it. Mm. Um, and now he's on Legends. But I haven't seen much of him. But like those two, like going back and forth, I was like, this is great. Yeah. I really enjoy this. Mm. Um, we saw some Titans in the first episode. We saw um, uh, Hawk and uh, one of the Robins. Um, so I don't know, like they said, there's a lot more cameos that haven't been announced that are going to be in the last two episodes. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I'm enjoying it for what it is. Um, like I reread, I reread, um, reread Crisis before the show started and it's long, like it's 12 issues and these are before the page count got cut to save money. So they're mm. like 32 page issues and I was like, yeah. Um, and same with, um, Kingdom Come because there's some Kingdom Come characters in this as well. So I was like, okay, like this is, you know, and that's great. Kingdom mm. Come is fantastic. Oh, and the big thing, um, which you were like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, was that Oliver Queen, um, 
he was passing on, like he was dying, and they yeah. were like, we need to rescue your soul, we need to put your soul back in your body so you can be the Green Arrow again. And then um, a character named Jim Corrigan comes up and says, oh, Queen, it's your time to take over the mantle. And Jim Corrigan, for anyone who doesn't know, um, is a character called the Spectre. Um, and basically he sees... Um, he, he's kind of like the Watcher um, mm-hmm. in the Marvel movies, but also he can affect change and he can fight. And in the Crisis books, he fights the Anti-Monitor. Mm-hmm. Like, they have like this big kind of galactic cosmic fight. And in Kingdom Come, he's actually shepherding this priest through different timelines and showing him what the future is like when heroes are gone and like wannabes take over and stuff so and at one point hal jordan green lantern died and became the specter so it's very that's when they said that i was like oh like that makes total sense that you know in this universe he'd become the specter that's mm. cool so that's real deep diving comics and bit nerdy <laughs> stuff but that's a cool thing so i did like that um but yeah, I think there's been a lot of... I, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm assuming or maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there are a lot of things where you're just like, what's going on? Yeah, there was, but mainly because I was... Dozing. Tired, yeah. Tired, tired. Well, yeah, I had a lot of late um, finishes that week as yeah. well, so that's why but, I think um, the last part, I was like, we'll just wait mm, until we got a little bit of time to watch the last part. But um, yeah, like, it can be um a little tricky to just... Because also, I haven't seen... A lot of the shows. A lot of the shows. So, like, that woman who kept disappearing... Harbinger. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know who she was. And then when I found out she was like the wife of Diggle, Diggle yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, she's been um, the wife of Diggle for most of Arrow. And then only in the last couple episodes of that show, she's been revealed to be Harbinger. So mm. like that, she hasn't been, she hasn't been able to do that the entire time. It's only in these last few episodes. Okay. Um, but basically, yeah, she's like recruiting all the teams like and getting them together and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's by no means perfect, um, but then neither is the original Crisis. Like, a lot of people hold that book in reverence now because of what it did at the time. But like, as I said, I just reread it and I'm like, there's a lot of stuff you can cut out. Like, I don't yeah. need to see Pariah crying every three pages. <laughs> Which, to be fair, in the crossover, no crying so far. Yeah. Um, and I really like, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Tom Cavanaugh playing Pariah. Like, mm. he has, like, this kind of. Um, as guardian type, yeah, mm. like he feels like he's not he's not Wells, like he's not playing Wells anymore. Yeah. Like he's very serious, mm. he's very um, all knowing of universal mm. like entities and stuff, and do mm. some cool stuff. Um, so I like that guy can do pretty much do anything except for I mean Sherlock, I wasn't really a big fan of, but yeah. most of the time, like I like uh. all the stuff he's doing, um, and this is a great like, Sherlock was at least better than the German one that he did with yeah, the yeah. I didn't like him or oh, the Mad Max one. Um, <laughs> But hopefully we'll get to see some more Wells. Hopefully we'll see Reverse Flash, because they said, like, at the end of Season 6, Season 5 Flash, he's like, I'll see you in the crisis. And we haven't seen mm. uh, Reverse Flash yet. And we haven't seen Psycho Pirate yet either. But I'm sure he's coming. Um, so we don't have to score that one, but so we talk about Crisis briefly. Yeah. Um, or not so briefly. <laughs> um, and then the last thing we watched, uh, did you have anything about Crisis you wanted to add? Um... No, I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah, it's um, I'm looking forward to seeing the end of it and seeing what happens. And then I think after that, there's only two episodes of Arrow left, and that'll knock that show out for good. Um, and I'm interested to see what happens with Flash next because the last few episodes of Flash before Crisis were really good. Mm. Like we got to see like that villain was really good, but I think that villain might be done now. I think they might be bringing a new villain in the second half. Mm. Um, but then the last thing we need to talk about is The Mandalorian. Yes. We finally started watching it. Mm-hmm. We're uh, three episodes in, so we're about halfway through what's been released so far. Yeah. 
How uh, many episodes have been released so far? Six. Six yeah. so far. Mm. And then I think there's a break, because this week as well, which uh, we haven't mentioned, uh, Rise of Skywalker comes out. The final, yeah. the final Star Wars saga mm. film until they decide to make more. Maybe we can see that with Nick. Oh, we should. Mm. We'll see um, if he hasn't seen it already um, by then. Um, but absolutely. Um, what do you think about Mandalorian? I love it. It's really good. It's really good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, you yeah, no, I, I, I love it. I um, was talking to um, a friend of mine and he was saying that it suffers a little bit from um, long scenes. So, like, for instance, you know, like, there'll be a frame mm. and the scene starts with the Mandalorian walking from one side and just, like, walking, walking, walking like, mm. to the other. So, it, it suffers from a little bit. But I didn't, I didn't feel that. No, I didn't feel that. Either. I didn't feel that. It might get more like that towards in these next couple of episodes. But I didn't really feel that too much. I'll tell um, you. I'll tell you. I'll go it on. doesn't have the Handmaid's Tale effect mm. where you're just like, ugh. Get on with it. Yeah. So I don't feel that. I can tell you what, I'll tell you why I don't feel that. Because the second episode, I think, had two minutes of dialogue the entire episode. Yeah. And that is a ballsy decision to do mm. a half an hour episode where there's almost no dialogue. But I think it. that's what he meant by this is like a lot of it is just like artistic shots. Mm. Um, and stuff, which isn't a bad thing, but you do get to the point where you're kind of like, okay, let's let's pick up the pace here, let's let's move mm. on. But to me, I think that's very authentic because if you think about it, mm. if you do have a lone character, like a lone gunslinger, which is kind yeah. of apt for this because it is like a western, mm. like who's he talking to? Yeah. Like, I, one thing I dislike a lot um, in uh, movies where it's just one person is they talk to themselves. Yeah. Like, for no logical reason. Because they wouldn't. Mm. Like, you would think it. And I know that that's not very cinematic. You need to do it. But I like that with this, they're like, no, no. If there is no one to talk to, he will not talk. He might talk to Baby Yoda a little bit. Yeah. Um, but he's not expecting a response. It's almost mm. rhetorical. And Baby Yoda, Yoda is basically the Groot of this. Yeah. Um, I love him so he's much. He's so good. He's um, so cute. I want a little Baby Yoda toy. Mm. Uh, don't worry, they're coming. Like, yeah. all online. You can <laughs> see it. Like, it's like... Um, this is the most Star Wars thing that has been released in the last four years Um, it is more Star Wars than Solo it is more Mm -hmm. Star Wars than Last Jedi it is more Star Wars than Rogue One Mm. Um, I know that's controversial because a lot of people love Rogue One I think it's fine Um, it feels like Star Wars everything is like physical and like puppeteering unless they absolutely can't do it Mm. Um, I like um, the his name um we got a stew going what's that uh, uh, yeah carl weathers his carl character weathers. Yeah. he's got a very lando thing about yeah, him yeah he does um, which i was I, thinking that which i think he's got maybe what they were going mm. for um but i really like him um that last scene we saw was at the shootout yeah um, was really great mm. um i like that they refuse to take the helmet off um, yeah. Because like Mandalorians or like Boba Fett never did, so why would he? Mm. And like you could, because Pedro Pascal is like a great looking guy. Like you could definitely mm. like you know use him as opposed to Boba Fett. But this. I think that's the whole point. The whole point is that he's not supposed to be a human. He's no, supposed course, to be absolutely. this entity. Exactly, and that's and why then, I like it. And he's he's completely thrown by his like need to protect this this baby Yoda. Mm. Basically. The only thing I'm struggling with, and I've talked about it a few times with you now, is the mm. timeline. Um, because yeah. this is post-original trilogy. It's pre-new trilogy, as far as I can tell. Mm. Um, because they've said... the Empire's gone. Yeah, they've said, like, there's no more gone, Empire. Gone, inverted commas. Um, but there are Stormtroopers, so it's definitely yep. not the prequels. Yeah. It's not before then, because Stormtroopers were created after the prequels. Mm. 
Um, so my thing is like, is this Yoda? Because at the end of, I'm pretty sure in, it's Empire where Yoda dies. Or is it Return of the Jedi where he dies? I can't remember which one. It's one of the, but it's the original trilogy. Yes. Yoda dies in the original trilogy. Spoilers for 40 year old movie. <laughs> um, and he's in the prequels, but, uh, and he, then he shows up in Last Jedi as a force ghost. Yes. So my thing is, if this is in between the original trilogy and the new trilogy, um, is this a regenerated Yoda, like a mm. phoenix? Mm. Um, is it um, one more of his kind that's been discovered? No, so I don't think, I think it's a regeneration. Mm-hmm. Because when Yoda dies, he kind of just like fades into his blankets. Yeah. Do you know what the I mean? The way Luke does in Last Jedi. Yeah. So I reckon it's because the because Yoda is so one with the Force, mm. and the Force is about living. Every living thing on the Earth has the Force, mm. um, and so I think it's about cyclical Buddhist kind of yeah. regenerationy type things because they made a very strict point of him being the last of his kind, yeah. and him seeing. All of his kind die or something. And my other thing is, um, and again, like I know that's fiction, so I know that I'm getting like into the nitty-gritty that doesn't really matter. I've got a funny story to tell you. But my thing is, like, because he's 50 years old. Like, that's yeah. what I said. That he's 50 years old. Mm. Now, as far as I know, the original trilogy doesn't take place over multiple decades. It's actually pretty, unless like, because I mean, Luke and Han and stuff, they're not humans. They're people. Yes, they are. Are they? Yes. Are they humans? Yes. Because it's a long time ago, so it's before our time. So are they humans, or are they just a race that, that, look like that are basically humans? I think they're humans. And if they are humans, do they age? Um... As humans age? Yeah. I thought so. I would have thought so. Okay, because that presents a timeline problem to me then. Because if this happens between the original trilogy and the new trilogy, like that's only about 30, 40 years. Um... And Yoda in this is... Wait, how do you know that the old trilogy and the new trilogy is 30, 40 years? Because we have Han Solo in both movies. In the last one, he's in the 30s. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So if that's the case, and Yoda died at the end of the original trilogy, Mm. then he can't have been alive for 50 years to fit in between these movies. Yeah. And I know that I'm getting super... Unless Han is supposed to be, like, very early 20s. And then by the time the new series comes around, he's in his 70s. So Yoda died and then kind of like, like basically he like he's as a, almost like a plant as a seed to like was planted then grown again. Like he's yeah. died and started growing straight away, which is fine. But then I don't understand the Force Ghost side of it. So that's the only yeah. thing. Well, so, okay, maybe Han Solo is 21 no, 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 and no. 71. Like, Two. No, I understand. Um, look, I'm not trying to be a stickler. I'm just trying to get my head around um, who this character is. Yeah, but maybe also Yoda's not. Would Yoda would maybe Yoda wouldn't be exactly fifty years old. No, you're right. They're estimating fifty years no, old, I understand. and he might not even be fifty years old. He might be like a hundred or something. Yeah. But like they just don't. They don't know because he's the only one of his species. Yeah. He might be three. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And again, because then I was thinking about, well, Yoda in the original trilogy is like 800. Yeah. Um, but he looks like an old man. Yeah. But like at 50, he looks like a, a baby. So my thought is, my, my theory is this is not Yoda. We're all calling mm. him baby Yoda, but he's never been referenced as Yoda. I don't think it's Yoda. Yeah. 
That's my that's my personal theory. Well, whatever he is, he's such a little cutie. He's great. And also, mm. does not detract from the story at all. No. Like, I know that I just went on a big tangent of, like, explain this mathematically to me. <laughs> um, I love this show. Mm. I think it's fantastic. It's mm. hard to watch more than a couple in a row, I find, um, because it is um, slow and it is, um, like, it does take its time. Mm. Um, not boring, but I just find that, like, the same way um, you game with the crisis, I'm like, if I watch two in a row, by the end I'm just like, okay, I just need to, like, I just need to, like, watch something else. And it's going to yeah. be something loud, so it's going to mm. kind of, like, not require so much focus because you do have to kind of like watch it big quiet scenes and stuff but I think it's fantastic I love it it's really it's great. cool um, and hopefully you know um, other Star Wars stuff will take a kind of like a page out of this one's book mm-hmm. and be like this is what we are looking I for I think a lot of your questions about Baby Yoda might be answered in this new Star Wars movie yeah potentially mm. uh, and if not that definitely in the show yeah. Like, I mean, look, I'm saying this, but I'm three episodes behind. Maybe in episode four, they explain Yeah, that's right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was like, um, it's like the Titans thing. Like, we got three episodes and you're like, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm like, okay, no worries. Episode four was the best episode of the, of the, yeah. of the four episodes. So, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and again, I'm not complaining. It's just about me getting, it's the same thing I had with Solo. Like, at the end of Solo, when they were like, and Darth Maul's alive. And I'm like, oh, but isn't he, like, is this around the same time as... Um, the original trilogy, because if, that, if that's the case, then Han Solo's like 100 years old. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's the biggest thing I have with Star Wars movies. Well, the Force does make you live longer. Yes. So um, it would make sense for Luke to be like 100 yeah. sure. or 120 or something. Yeah. But Han, not necessarily. Yeah, I'm really exposing my Star Wars naivety here, because mm. I do I do really enjoy Star Wars, but I've always gone on record being like, look, I'm not the world's biggest fan, I don't know the ins and outs. I know a couple of weird characters like Salacious Crumb and stuff, but like I don't know everything about mm. Star Wars, and that's why I sound like ridiculous right next to like, they even humans? Because <laughs> um, I'm just trying to get my head around the timeline. But again, this show is brilliant, and like proof once again, give John Favreau the right material, yeah, and he will knock it out of the park. Yeah. Like, it was like, say what you will about Jungle Book and Lion King, but yeah. like Iron Man nailed it. It's so funny that we're talking about like um, the the. St- the structure of, you know, whether or the hypothesis of how old Baby Yoda is and stuff like that, because in the staff room I was talking about, this was before I saw The Mandalorian, in the staff room I was talking about Baby Yoda and, you know, is he actually Yoda and all this kind of stuff like that. And um, one of the teachers who, um, he's brilliant, but he can't, like every time I talk about like Harry Potter law or, or like, you know, the physics of how this would happen in like a magical world or mm. a, a make-believe world, he's always like, Tina... It's not real. I'm like, I know it's not real. Yeah. I'm just hypothesizing about it and he can't Yeah, but he can't get the fact that I'm hypothesizing about it. I think also, it. like, you want the MacGuffin explained. Like, yeah. Cause it's, it's, but it's just funny how he's like, Tina, Baby Yoda isn't real. I'm like, I know that. Yeah. But he's really cute. But also, it's, like, it's the same with, like the, like, the Marvel movies and DC movies and stuff as well. I'm like, I will believe every lie you tell me in this fiction. Yeah. But suspension of disbelief. It that's needs what to it make is. Sense. It needs to make. That's right. Like the rules need to make sense. And mm. If the rules don't make sense, I don't have questions, mm. and then I won't be able to believe it, and then I might not enjoy that's it. That's the problem with Cursed Child. Um, although that stage show was amazing. Yes, so amazing. Um, cool. Did you have any other thoughts on Mandalorian? 
Uh, no, other than I'm tired, but I wish I wasn't because I really want to watch it now. <laughs> that's okay. We've got plenty of time before that movie comes out. We've got yeah, a few more days. So that's can, right. There's only three episodes to catch up, and we can yeah. do that you know, in the next couple of days. Easy. easy. Um, beautiful. Well, I'm not sure when we're going to next get together. We have spoken to Nick, but I haven't waited to hear back on him. So hopefully we'll get together this weekend and do our Christmas show. Um, and we can also maybe see Star Wars and talk about that. Mm. Um, but if not, uh, that is this week's episode of Past the Remote. You went really quiet again. Talk normally. She said, while well, not talking normally. <laughs> uh, I've been James Chalmers. I'm Antonia Chalmers. She's selling secrets now. She's Stop secrets. talking so quietly. Talk <laughs> normally. Talk into the microphone. I've been James Chalmers. Yes. I've been Tina Chalmers. Fantastic. And we'll I'm not see- Tina Chalmers anymore. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and uh, we will see you next time.